0: Hey, welcome back. This is In the Margins. I'm Josh Lund, and this is Matt Fisk. Hey. And uh, we're excited to be back with you guys again this week. Mm -hmm. We are continuing in the book of Mark. Uh, It feels like it's been going on forever. We're just in Mark chapter 6, but things have been heating up for a while. Uh, We've seen a lot of some behind-the-scenes stuff that Mark has been doing uh, as he's writing this letter uh, telling the story about Jesus, and uh, today we're going to continue to get into it with one of the most popular miracles that we have um, in all the Gospels, right? Yeah. I think this may be the only miracle other than the resurrection of Jesus that's told in all four of the Gospels. I think that is right. Is that right?
1: I think that is right.
0: Yeah. So something special about what we're going to look at today, I'd say.
1: It's free food, man. Like, Free food is a universal attractor. Like It doesn't matter at what point in time in history, free food. And then with Jesus, you also get right after or right before you get healings. So it's free food and it's free health care. Like, oh, man. I mean, like both of those things for, for all time is people need that stuff.
0: Hey, Jesus for president 2020.
1: Not gonna touch it. Not gonna touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We'll we'll
0: uh we'll be in Mark <laughs> chapter six. We'll start in verse thirty. And uh, Matt, you
1: want to read that for us? We'll dive on in. Sure. I'm gonna be change doing... the subject quickly. <laughs> so I'll be doing uh, reading out of the ESV. So uh, starting in verse thirty, the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, "Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while." For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he, saw, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? He said to them, Well, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five. And two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by, 50, by hundreds and fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, and he said a blessing, and broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men.
0: Wow, 5,000 people. My goodness.
1: Yeah, and, and then uh, what's it? they they said, shall we go out and buy 200 denarii worth of bread? So a mm. den, a, So I was just thinking about money on this one. So a, denarii, a denarius? denarius, singular for denarii. One <laughs> denarii, I think, is a day's wages, right? Right, yeah. And so 200 denarii, 200 days wages would be like... What two thirds of a year? Like yeah. your salary for two thirds of a year?
0: If you're making sixty k, which is probably lower end of what people make up here in Northern Virginia. We're talking about 40K, forty k, forty thousand dollars.
1: That's a lot of food. Oh. That is a, that is a big old barbecue. That's man. a lot, of, or a lot of sandwiches. So that's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, I think about my high school. Man, we only had like, like fifteen. No, I don't even think we had a thousand. Yeah, it was like, it was it a was pretty small high school, but still, mm-hmm. I can't imagine like five of my high schools just out there trying to eat.
1: You know, a little baby high school. My my high school was 5,000 people, Go Robinson. It was it was massive. So yeah. one Robinson. Yeah, that, but it was huge. That is a ton of people. Man. And to feed all of them when you are like itinerant, homeless, you know, it's like the equivalent of a college students, like college freshmen <laughs> without jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, yeah. I, I, I think as we dig into this one, this is, like you said, one of the most familiar. And it, it, it's it's really easy for me to get locked into just stuff that I've always seen before and lessons I've heard. Because I've been hearing lessons about this since. I mean, I, this had to be one of the first ones I ever heard. Because it's one of yeah. the things you can teach a child. Right, they right, yeah. Five lo- five loaves, and two fish, and I fed 5,000. Wow, my bread could do that. And that's just yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> like like uh, you're making crafts and stuff out of it, but what, what is this really about? And, yeah. and I think the cool thing is, yes, God can take a little and multiply it to a lot. I I think that's, that's a clear, clear reading of this. And I think it's, it's important to remember that. In fact, it's essential right. to remember that, <laughs> that like God can take so little and do so much more. Yeah.
0: But, well, one one thing I was gonna say because I think you're exactly right is like you know we do focus so much on the miracle here, but one thing Mark doesn't seem to focus very much on, uh, is the miracle, which makes yeah. me think that maybe there's a lot lot more to it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I it's so funny that you say that because the this past time that I was going through, I was like, why does Mark spend no time like or, like a couple sentences talking about the miracle itself when we all talk about the miracle when the vast majority of this of the this record of it is the lead up, is the build right. up to it, and so yeah. I th- I think what we're going to dive a little bit into here right now is well why did why does he do that because it might be something that we 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 overlooked, um, and so we we what we see is look the the apostles had just done a ton of stuff they had just gotten sent out, um, and they they you know they are returning from preaching the word and that's exhausting. If you've ever spent time going out and sharing your faith randomly to strangers for like an hour, that yeah. can be exhausting. <laughs> and so they they've done it for probably days, maybe weeks, who knows, maybe months, who knows. Uh we don't have a time frame here. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they return after all that probably exhausted and probably pretty excited about some stuff. But Jesus says, hey, take a break. It's time to stop. Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while, which is, as a side point, I've spent much of my life going, well, uh, make every effort to seek, you know, seek first the kingdom and do all that. And yeah. it's like, well, you can, you can always make more of an effort. Have you made every effort? Well, I guess I sleep. So I, I have not made every effort for those right. you know, six, seven hours. But even yeah. Jesus says, hey, you guys have poured it out. Time to take a break. Let's yeah. come away. and and it, it, it is he this I, I guess this story, oh, I'm just realizing this story begins with compassion and mm-hmm. with empathy. Yeah. You're seeing that like, hey, you guys worked hard. You must be tired. Let's come away. And I like yeah. the way the ESV the ESV puts it, for many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. So they were so wound up, they had no leisure even to eat. like they had they were they were they're going so hard we're so busy and we're doing so much that they didn't even have time to eat. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think
0: we see over and over again, right. That this idea that Jesus continuously sees the needs. So he sees the needs for his disciples, but he also sees the needs for the crowds. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's the very next thing. And by the way, nobody in this area uh, can, can relate at all to having no leisure time to even to eat. We're, we're, we're such a leisure Full society.
0: Oh, totally, totally. Man. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's sarcasm if you don't, not getting it. So <laughs> anyway, so there are times to stop and you need to stop, not all the time, but you do need to stop. But yeah. with, with what you said, like, I mean that in verse 34, after all this, he he goes ashore and he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them. Yet again, mm-hmm. another reference to compassion and that even in fatigue, even in um, like, hey, we're trying to get away. Jesus has compassion. And it says because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And yeah. they began to teach them many things. And so I, I, I don't usually t- understand and remember this, this story as one about compassion. Right. I, th- I think about this as, as the power of, of God, which is true. Or the faithfulness of like, do you really believe he can take five loaves right. and, and multiply it to feed five thousands? And if you really had faith, you'd give him those loaves and all that stuff, which we need to be faithful to. But it, the buildup to this is very different. It's compassion. It's yeah. Jesus is here because he saw the needs of his disciples. And now he's going to do something because he sees the needs of the crowds. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the very first thing he does... Is not to give them food, but it's to yeah, teach,
0: them. teach them. Yeah.
1: And it, it, I mean, even that goes back to, you know, man does not live on bread alone, but on mm. every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so Jesus is having compassion. So he does teach them things, giving them life, but then he's going to go on and recognize that there are, that beyond the spiritual needs, there are also physical needs. But I love how this starts yeah. with compassion. And then it gets to th- th- this is the part that I, it never stood out to me before this time I was looking at it, which is when, when his disciples come and you have like the the tension, which is verse 30, uh, verse 36, they come to him and they say, you know, it's a, it's a desolate place. Send them away to go to the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat, which is super reasonable. right think, Like you could even think that hey, that, that actually is compassionate. Jesus, you've been preaching for hours now. It's late. Your your lesson is going over, and people need to go to lunch. <laughs> you know, right. it, it could be seen as compassionate, but then Jesus turns it around and says, will you give them something to eat? Yeah. Which I find really interesting because he then is calling them out on their compassion and their willingness to give from what they have. Right, yeah. Even though like, and and then they go, well, you know, we're supposed to give them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, which we don't have. Yeah. And is that what, is that what we're supposed to do? And, and, and I think the point is not, are you able to do it? Do you have the means to do it? Because in God's hands, this whole story is not about, do you have the means, but do you have the heart?
0: Right. Do you want to do do it?
1: Yeah. Do you have the compassion? Do you have the will to, to, Take care, to have compassion, to meet the needs of people. Yeah, which is well, I think it's. I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. As you say, I think
0: it's. Uh, I think it's funny because I often think about Jesus and the way he ran his ministry, and I'm like, well, Jesus was like, you know, the perfect ministry leaders. He was the the in a sense like the perfect businessman. You know, like he knew all mm. the moves to make. But when you look at a passage like this, you start to realize that Jesus would have actually been a terrible businessman. Uh, in fact, he does, you know, rather than a guy who, like, <coughs> wants to work hard, he's a guy moved by, like like you've been saying, compassion. You know, I think about, you know, come away, you know, to a quiet place and get some rest, right? You think of somebody, kind of like you were saying, like somebody who's trying to be this cranking, you know, ministry leader or this, you know, businessman, you know, becoming a multi-millionaire or whatever, like, it's not a, you don't often think or preach to your people or yourself rest. But then I, I love be, verse 32. It says, you know, they went to a solitary place, and then verse 33, many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot and got there ahead mm. of them. Like, they're not even in a rush like Jesus and his people. Like, if people can run on foot and get there before you, huh. you're taking your time, man. Yeah. Like, Jesus is like, I, I... I, I work by compassion rather than, um, kind of like outcome, you know, like yeah. I, I'm, I only do things that move me by compassion. Right. And then obviously we, that's exactly what it starts to say as, yeah. uh, Could, picks back I, up. I was just,
1: I was just thinking like, you know, the, the, the tension between compassion and your material, your material wealth, your, the things that we tend to value, time is money, all that kind of stuff. I'm just thinking, compassion is terrible for the bottom line. right? Yeah. So your bottom line in, in whatever you mean, compassion is detrimental to it, but it is necessary for the kingdom. It's necessary for full life, but right. it w- does not lead to a full bank account.
0: Right. Well, You're that's not- verse 37. Like that would take more than half a year's wages. Right. Are we to go and spend that much on bread to give them to eat? Mm-hmm. Like that's NIV. But like, yeah, yeah, it's like the <laughs> terrible businessman. Like, yeah. But he's mm. like, I nothing I do stems from productivity. Uh, it all stems from my my heart for people.
1: Which is funny because then then the miracle actually does come, and Jesus completely turns the means of production on its head. Because it's not about what you have. It's not your capital. It's not your resources. It becomes, well, what do you have and how much power does God have? Right. And how much, but the thing is, do you have, how much compassion do you muster? And I wonder, ooh, I'm just thinking about this now. Why could they only find five loaves and two fish?
0: Mm -hmm. Surely
1: in 5,000 people, there could have been more. Right, yeah. You wonder, oh man, I wonder how hard they looked. Hmm. I wonder if they didn't look that hard. Well, I wonder, I wonder if, if maybe
0: they they didn't look, but that was just what they had because they assumed if they're going to feed these people, whoever does have food yeah. needs to keep it.
1: Yeah, that's an idea. Maybe maybe it was one of those times where you're like, your rabbi's teaching you a lesson, and you're like, all right, well, what's the point? All right, here we go. We got five fish yeah. or five loaves, two fish. All right, what's the lesson here, Jesus? And, and but they're not ready for it. He's like, oh, we're going to feed... 5,000 people with these five. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, but yeah, I mean, like I, we, we don't know. I, I would wonder if, I wonder if they just didn't look that hard because they didn't, they're like, we're not going to be able to do this. Mm, yeah. You got to send them away. And right. I'm really not, I'm, I, I want some rest for myself. I don't really want to look that hard for these people.
0: Well, here's some food for thought and for everybody listening. Um, and I'm not saying this is a stance that I take, but this is an interesting way to think about things is that um you, you know there have been commentators who have you know brought up the idea that maybe um because there's not so much time spent on the miracle that there may not have been a miracle at all but Jesus's compassion moved the people in the crowd to share what they had mm. so that everyone was fed and there was some leftover that people weren't um greedy that people were um moved by the compassion that they saw Jesus have, which I think is a really cool idea. Um I'm not sure that's exactly what happened, but I I, I do think that it's a cool thought.
1: Yeah, regardless of whether or not that that is what happened, which I, I think probably both of us would argue for the actual miracle. Right. Part, yeah. Because because I, I doubt it's an all four <laughs> it's an all right, four yeah. gospels for, for not that. But that is that is definitely the outcome Jesus is looking for. That if everybody did have that compassion to share their five loaves and two fish, then there would be not only enough to feed five thousand, but there would be enough to have twelve baskets left over. Yeah, and uh, why? Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a really challenging practical thing. Of like, you know, we we dig into this, which is, do we value the? You know, the way that I've looked at this is that have more faith. You know, just do you trust do you believe do you believe and and that's that's fine but if that belief doesn't come from and lead to a place of compassion then what good is my faith what mm. good is my belief yeah now god god will have compassion on his people but will i and mm. what will i miss what miracles would i have missed if i didn't have that compassion
0: yeah it makes me think about those people that um i won't name names but there's people that get on my nerves because they're they're so faithful and and loving and they are like dude let's just go do it like let's just go help <laughs> that person out and i'm like dude we don't have time like we you know what i mean like what are we gonna do yeah. come on we there. there's nothing we can do come on we gotta go we're gonna be late for the movie or whatever right and 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 but they're the they're the people that that and they yeah. do it and they have an impact on people and i'm more like well, what's the outcome going to be? We're going to miss the movie, you know. We're gonna, yeah. you know. I don't know what movie is that important, but, um, but but there's people out there that convict me, um, right, yeah. you know, after they're done annoying me.
1: You ever talk yourself out of helping someone because of like rationalizing yourself out of it? Like, well, if yeah. I give that, what well, what am I going to do? Like, I've done that all the time. Oh, uh, the worst, the absolute worst, and I and I remember remember having to correct my thinking about this is that not giving money to someone because I thought they'd use it on drugs. Mm. Like, like why, why would I give you stuff and you're probably just going to go spend it on drugs? So like a, like a, somebody yeah. panhandling, somebody begging. I'm like, well, do I know that? Do I know that's going to happen? And even if, like I did, I, I, don't, I don't have that relationship with them. I would want them to get clean. But my, my posture was not one of compassion. I wasn't right. looking to show compassion. I was looking at my bottom line.
0: You care more about the outcome than you do about the compassion
1: right yep. yeah
0: i've been there totally yeah yeah i think about how's it going to affect them how's it going to affect me rather than let me just love like, like why why worry about those things yeah
1: that's uh and and just to transition a little bit because i think we've talked about that if, if Go and listen to the Beymar podcast about this one. This is great stuff. He gets a ton into the Jewish symbolism of, yeah. because there's a, a lot of symbolism here. Numbers. Whenever you're reading numbers in a Jewish literature, any kind of Jewish literature, numbers mean something. And the rabbis literally taught, I didn't believe it until I actually read it firsthand, that rabbis taught students their numbers with like religious things. Like one, for there's one God. Two, there were two tablets. Three, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Four, the four corners of the earth, five, the books of the pen. I'm like, are you serious? That's how you're teaching them how to count. Um, but what's, what's interesting, go, go back and he, he gets into this. We don't have time for it all. Um, but describing that, that Jesus is acting as interpreter of the law because there are five books and two, five loaves, five books of the law and two tablets or two fish. And so he's giving that to the people to eat um, and kind of giving them life through interpreting Mm. it. Um, and that there's 12 baskets left over. Well, that would be the 12 baskets of the tribe of, of, of Israel. Right. Uh, and so like, this is the people, the people of God are the people here who, who receive the interpretation from Jesus. But because of this passage and what we just talked about, that the interpretation of the, and what we see all throughout the Gospels is that Jesus' interpretation or fulfillment of the law that he gives people for life is based on compassion. Yeah. You want you want to understand the law? You want to understand the whole entire Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible? You got to understand compassion. You don't get compassion, you don't understand the law fully. Right. And that's a lot of times what was missing from them and if we're gonna be honest, a lot of times compassion is what is missing from our religion, from our faith, yeah. from our traditions.
0: Yeah. So. yeah, totally. Well, to branch branch off from there, because I know uh Matt, there's one one cool uh connection to the old testament that you found and, and one that um you know I, I just want to share that I think connects us to this compassion just a little bit more. Um and I think we've looked at uh some you know connections that Mark has made with Ezekiel already. Um, yeah. But he makes another one here. And uh, it's this idea when he says that he, you know, they were like sheep without a shepherd. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a weird thing for Mark to put in there. Like, it totally makes sense. It's not out of place, but it's yeah. it's almost like, you know, okay, well, you know, it, Mark put that in there for a reason. He could have just yeah. been, he com- had compassion on them because they had been with him so long, which is what he says, I think, in the book of Matthew. Um mm-hmm. But Ezekiel 34, uh, verse 5, this is one of the places in the Old Testament that does talk about this idea of sheep without a shepherd. It says in Ezekiel 34, verse 5, So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the animals. My Mm. sheep wandered over all the mountains, and on every high hill, they were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. So it's cool, right? We see the connection there. But if we go a little bit further in, you know, this same exact little chunk of scripture in verse 14, it says, I will tend them in a good pasture and the mountain and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land there. They will lie down in good grazing land and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. And then verse 15, I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down declares the sovereign Lord. And so you see, it's like, I'm going to feed them. I'm going to have compassion. You know what? If they're not going to do it, I'm going to be the one to come down wow. and to be be their shepherd um, because they have none. And obviously the connection to eating here um, is pretty cool. But uh, I think overall, if you go back and read all of Ezekiel 34, it's, it's just an incredible amount of um, indignation of the shepherds during that time, but compassion mm-hmm. on the people.
1: Yeah, it's... A- what I know a lot about that is that when, typically, when shepherds were referred to in the in the Old Testament, it's it's not usually good, um, right? But, the, yeah. it, but it's usually re- in reference to the religious leaders of the time. Yeah, and so the, then the question is, well, if kind of like here, well, if if Jesus is giving them something to eat, who was supposed to be giving them something to eat?
0: Right? Is oh, Israel yeah.
1: shepherds were, and. And they're like, okay, well, I will do it, but who should have been doing it? And God will have compassion on His people, but some sometimes His leaders don't. Hmm. S- sometimes His people don't have compassion on His people. Yeah, which that's that's the problem, and we have to be watching for that. Oh, that's such yeah. a good one. And what you said about He make they will they will lie down. Verse thirty nine, He commanded them to sit down in groups on green grass. Green grass, raising, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's even, that's Psalm 23. I will make them lie down in green pastures, or he he makes me lie down in green pastures, right? Right, that's yeah. The, the more shepherd language. Again, uh, though, verse so 39, good.
0: like, why does Jesus need to, need to say that? Like, Or why does Mark need right. to write that, that he tells them to sit on the green grass? You could totally take that completely out and just, yeah. the, everything makes the
1: same amount of sense, right? It's a pointless right.
0: passage until you start to realize what Mark's trying to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, you were saying you had one more. Or Matt it's just for time's sake. Oh, um, sure.
0: Well, yeah. This is Matt, this is one I think you and I were both talking about earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think this one is the clear as day. Um, now, if you've been following with us uh, uh, up to this point in in you know the Book of Mark, you'll know that there's one character that Mark seems to point back to uh, way too many times for it to yeah. be any kind of coincidence. And that's Elisha. Um, you know, we, at first we didn't think much about it, but as we've continued to come on and, and and look at these passages and find very clear remez to the life of Elijah, it's become pretty clear that there's something more than just a, uh, Hey, look at this, you know, what Jesus did that was cool so with the old much, yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. but if we go ahead and we look at second Kings chapter four, um, you know we'll we'll see Jesus um, uh, doing something that elisha did um, very clearly. And so in second Kings chapter four, it's going to be towards the end there um, in verse forty two super short passage, but uh, as I read this, um, I think I think we'll all see the similarities. Uh, it says, "A man came from Baal shalishah bringing the man of God twenty loaves of barley bread." baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha (laughs) said. How can I set this before a hundred men? His servant asked. But Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. (laughs) Then he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. Oh, my gosh. Um. I mean, just, you know, we're, yeah. we're
1: laughing because it's just so I've never seen this before. Like, right. Yeah. Just, I've <laughs> never connected it like that. And yet it couldn't be clearer. Like right. it's not an accident and it just keeps happening. Elisha, Elisha, Elijah. This is, this is, but Jesus is way more. It's like 50 times more. Am I my math, right?
0: Uh, Yep. You're right. Good job. Yep.
1: Hey, way to go. 50 <laughs> times more greater than that. Oh, that's, that's.
0: And and with with like uh, what is it forty times less bread, right? Yeah. So uh,
1: and,
0: that's uh pretty wild.
1: Yeah, and and I think again, like it, it's compassion, you know. Yeah, uh, it's compassion. Give the people something to eat, and then you have resistance. And then they have. Then it's compassion, but that leads to an abundance. And it, it, you know, we we're looking at all this, and we're just. Yep. And even in the old Testament, even in the Hebrew Bible, God is not, God doesn't change. His heart doesn't change. He blesses compassion. Yeah. Always blesses compassion. So I, I think as we're we're kind of coming down. Is there anything you want, else you want to say about that, Josh? Or?
0: Well, I, I just, uh, I keep in, in touch, uh, continue to follow us with us over the next couple of weeks because there's, there's been some, some more kind of, uh, things that have popped up in connection to Elisha and, um, Matt and I are, uh, you know, we're we're doing actually quite a bit of of research looking into this because um yeah, uh, th- there is a bigger uh, a bigger connection overall to Elisha, and uh, I think we're going to really start to uncover that over the next couple um episodes here. So uh, stay tuned. But um, you know, it's not just a cool coincidence. Uh, Mark is trying to tell us something uh, incredible about who our God is and how Jesus um, really was the fulfillment of that.
1: Yeah, and if you guys have ideas, shoot us an email because we are, we are wrestling through it right now. We don't actually know where this is going to take us. This whole journey was the last thing we expected, and yet right. there's something going on here. So, yeah, come along with us. It's going to be really cool as we figure this out. Um, yeah. As we like to do as we finish, we like to land the plane and say, hey, what what have we, the stuff that we talk about, if it's cool background or history, Ramezes and, you know, the Old Testament. What, what do I do with this with my real life? If I'm, if I'm in, we're still in the COVID-19 quarantine stuff. What, what, is it, what does that look like for my life right now?
0: Well, Matt, I think we've been talking about it and we've kind of beaten a dead horse, but I think um, necess- like in a, in a good way, I think we've needed to because it's so clear here. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think it's, I've got to start asking why do I do the things that I do? Am I looking for the end result or am I looking for my heart towards people? Um, you know, what drives me now? It's not bad to want a good result in the end. Um, but I think, uh, if that's my number one motivation, um, and we've given so many, I mean, it's just, I think it's so funny how many examples we came up with off the top of our head in this podcast, because it's, it's, I mean, like Americans, man, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's how we've been, um, bred, um, (laughs) get it.
1: No (laughs) No pun intended or pun intended.
0: Um, no pun intended. I just, you know, oh, skills. Nice.
1: Um, yeah, no, well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, like we've been saying, compassion is terrible for the bottom line in just about every way, but it is essential for full life. And I, th- I think the thing that makes me ask as well, is it's my life, but then also my, my faith, my, my practice of following Jesus. Mm. Is it, full of compassion or is it full of reasonableness yeah is it full is it full of i i will err on the side of 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 love i will err on the side of of giving when i don't have enough or will i err on the side of eh? somebody else will take care of that
0: yeah love it
1: amen well i think that's a good place to stop
0: yeah well thank thank you guys so much for joining us Uh, again this is In the Margins with Josh Lund and Matt Fisk. Uh, Take some time to uh, check us out on uh, Nova Academy. Uh, Is that it, Matt?
1: NVCA.academy. You can get a hold of us there. Shoot us an email. More podcasts, more videos, all that kind of good stuff.
0: There you go. Cool, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you or at least talk to you next week.
1: See you later.